Hey, Blue Kool-Aid drinkers, we are back. And on this episode, we're talking a little bit about recent Lions news, like the Darius Slade trade rumors that just continue to swirl. And then we discuss the NFL Combine, who stood out, who didn't stand out, Derek Brown. Eh. Uh, and then we debate Jeffrey Okuda, Isaiah Simmons a lot, maybe a little Tua. And then finally, we say who we think are the Lions are going to draft with the third overall pick. A lot of stuff to talk about. Um, things are really ramping up here as we get into March. Free agency coming up. And then the NFL draft, of course. Thank you. Please subscribe. Please share. And enjoy the pod. This is Drinking the Blue Kool-Aid. A Detroit Lions podcast made by lifelong Lions fans, UJ. I've been really drinking a lot of Kool-Aid tonight. Special brand of Kool-Aid called Weller. Bob. It's hard to find the little losses here. Stafford, <laughs> regular season MVP. Rudd Dog. We're going to just be that team that yeah. just can flow like water and adapt to any team. The new dynasty is born. And Connor. Got to be Stafford. Now with the two tight end sets that I'm so excited about, I see it all clicking. And I'm your host, Big Z. The media knows nothing. Forward down the field. One pride. Get your Kool-Aid. It's time for the pod. Blue Kool-Aid drinkers, we are back. It's March 4th, and the NFL Combine is wrapped up a few days ago. And we got the Blue Kool-Aid crew here to break down for you the NFL Combine and get some of our reactions here. Woo! So we got Rudd Dog and we got what UJ up? on the line here hey. right now. Hey, people. And Bob and Connor might be joining later, uh, to be determined. But right now, uh, you know, it's just us three and we're going to be reacting to the Combine. And, uh, you know, uh, before we get to that, I mean, is there any Lions news you guys want to discuss? I mean... Darius Slay, there's constant back and forth about that. Just in, yes, inter- sir. in yes. inter you know, in, in interviews, the Lions openly said that they are looking to either sign him or trade him. So uh, they're not being shy about their intentions. Hmm. I'm not oh, a big yeah. fan of the idea of trading him unless we get a whole lot in return. I am perfectly fine going into this season letting Darius Slay play out his contract year. I think we'll get a motivated Slay. And, uh, you know, he'll mentor whoever we bring in behind him. What would what what would we need if in a in a sleigh trade? <sighs> it's a hard question. A There's second a, rounder? Yeah, from what I'm reading, I think that's the most you can hope for is a second rounder. Yeah, because, I mean, ultimately the team signing him is going to sign him to a 15 to $17 million deal over three years. Like a probably. second rounder wow. and a player? I don't know. Like, you're not going to uh, replace Slay this year without yeah. – a top-notch player. That's tough. If he was 26 years old, you might get a first-rounder for him. But, you know, he's 31. So, you know, second-rounder would be actually pretty good. It would be okay. That would be close. I think there would be a, something else on top of a second-rounder. When you're talking about pure potential versus a proven talent, I think there's more than just a – a second rounder well, involved. I think it'd be he's twenty nine. He's twenty nine. UJ, by the way. Yeah, he's twenty nine, and he maybe didn't have his best year last year, but he still did pretty damn good despite all the silliness going on in the coordinating side of our defense last year. So, um, 
And and speaking of this Darius Slay trade possibility, Lions' name have come up with a couple uh, possible free agents, and we're going to get into free agency on the upcoming podcast here, especially with it coming up in a few uh, few weeks. We'll really break it down for you. But um, you know, Byron Jones is the name that's been thrown out a lot. He might get the yeah. contract extension from the Lions that Darius Slay is looking for right now because he is two more years younger and puts up very similar stats. And then Chris Harris, a safety from the Broncos, uh, an All Pro. He's a little on the older side, but he's still an excellent safety. You say, uh, well, safety, that doesn't replace Slay. No, but I'm just telling you those are two names being thrown out there. But Byron Jones yeah. being the main one as a Slay replacement on the same contract that Slay's looking for. I did see that uh, someone changed, traded for uh, is a, a Bouye or I don't know how you AJ say AJ Bouye. Yeah, yeah from uh, Jaguars. How did you feel about that, not seeing the Lions involved in that kind well, of action? They got a fourth rounder for him, and I thought that was an absolute steal. I mean, does that disappoint you that the Lions weren't making that trade now when we clearly need to address cornerback whether or not we keep Slay? Uh, yeah, no, I, a fourth round's a pretty good value, uh, you know, to get for AJ Boye. A third rounder? Uh, I don't know. I don't know, if, but the Broncos got better. Our yeah. fourth rounder would be one of the top fourth rounders, though. I mean, if we trade, you know, so if we were in on that, you know, negotiation, we could have outbid them at fourth round. Yeah, I, and I like A.J. Boye, so that's, uh, you know, I don't know I don't know what the – the Lions need to have a plan here. You know, I like Quinn, but there are some things sometimes when I, I – and granted, I, I know the NFL is complicated and you have to have connections and you're not necessarily going to get in on trade every trade that you want, but like last year when we just didn't do anything, when we could have made a play for uh, – Javadian Clowney, things like that. Like I feel like sometimes Quinn gets caught sleeping on the ball a little bit, especially when like in in sort of a kinetic environment trades like that where other people are interested. I mean, granted, yeah. we made a steal for snacks during the season last year, but it. What do you consider to steal now, knowing that uh, he played good for eight games only for us, pretty much? Yeah, it was still a steal. Mm-hmm. It was. I mean. The guy was still a, a pro bowler, and it was a team that was scrapping everything they had to try to build for the future. It was a good trade. You know, you can't project did, what's going to happen after the fact. But Did, did you want to throw something in there, UJ? Uh, what, the snacks trade? Yeah. At the time, yeah. Hell yeah, I liked it. Uh, I, mean, I mean, he was awesome. He changed our defense single-handedly at that, that the end of that year. And uh, obviously, he didn't have a good year last year. But I mean, there was nothing to indicate that he wouldn't be good. He'd been good every year, one of the best run stoppers in football. So, you know, unfortunately, uh, you know, bad timing, I guess. But, uh, yeah. You know, no, I'm not against the trade. I still I think wasn't it's hard to judge really any individual on this Detroit Lions defense last year because I still think the defensive coordinator put them all in terrible positions to succeed. Yeah. Yeah. So let's get to the NFL combine now, shall we? All right, let's do it. And we're going to talk about, you know, probably the most buzzed about player at the combine and someone the Lions definitely could be targeting here. That, that punter? <laughs> yes, exactly. See, you, you read my bench mind. 27 bench, bench, bench. Yeah, how about that? Better than yeah. any wide receiver of uh, a, a few <laughs> tight ends. Uh, just incredible. I mean, we could use the baddest-ass punter out there. Do, but then do we <laughs> you know? really replace Sam Martin? <laughs> Guy can kick off really well. 
Anyway, sorry. I died. By the way, his name I is Michael Turk, a punter out of Arizona State. He did 25 bench reps. That was more than Gronk, more than Chandler Jones, um, more than uh, Davion Clowney even. There's another so, Chandler Jones coming out this year? <laughs> no, no, no. This was, you know, just in past uh, uh. ones. So, uh, you know, talking about Isaiah Simmons here. Uh, ran a four three nine forty eleven foot broad jump, uh, a ridiculous vert as well. I mean, just tops everywhere. It was thirty nine. Thirty nine, yeah. So just ridiculous. Um, you know Isaiah Simmons. Uh, this is definitely a target for the Lions at number three, and I know Rudd Dog and uh, UJ. That was what you predicted the Lions taking. If Chase Young's not available. If Chase Young's not available. Uh, We also got Bob. Bob, you're on the line now, right? Yeah. Yo, Bob. A little late late to the party. That's all right. What up? So, Isaiah Simmons. um, Did he convince you that the Lions should be the number three pick? I mean, it's kind of silly. He's easily the best combine of anybody. Oh, he blew it away. Well, he's definitely definitely in the mix, but I, I don't know that he convinced me it's who we should take at three. But uh, so he'll definitely be a good good pro, I think. So, what's the more important position? Would you say an impact linebacker or an impact cornerback? Because I think it sometimes comes down to that question. Well, if you're asking me, I'd say the impact linebacker would be more important. This could be potentially our Erlacher or someone such as that who can cover the whole field. And besides, what's the one thing we haven't been able to cover for the last years? A tight end, and supposedly he is brilliant at this. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, just think about I that. I agree with that. That one aspect. So, yeah. I, he, he, plus, he's the whole field. A cornerback, you're talking about one little segment of the defense. This guy can cover everything. He can do do everything. So, I just think he'd be a more impactful player on the team. And something that convinced me more about him, you know, he has such a unique ability to move across the field, play a bunch of different positions, is that, you know, in today's NFL, there's a lot of these unique athletes and, you know, an offense like the Ravens or the Chiefs. Where you got a player like Kelsey, and they mentioned this on Move the Sticks, you know, podcast. If you don't listen to that, I would highly recommend it. Um, as Daniel Jeremiah that makes it from the NFL Network. Uh, regardless, though, they made a good point about Simmons and what he can bring to an NFL defense. Is that a lot of the a lot of the things in the NFL these days are about matchups and these unique matchups like Travis Kelsey, a matchup nightmare. Zach Gertz on the Eagles, those tight ends that you're talking about, UJ or Lamar Jackson yeah. on the Ravens, even like who's going to cover him? Simmons yeah. could be that guy in the defense that s- solves a lot of those problems in today's NFL, especially with these spread offenses. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, if he could, if he could live up to that kind of skill level you're talking about and translate it onto the NFL game, then he would be definitely a good pick. When, you know? Yeah, I think when you look this at is- Simmons, you see a guy who great. I saw a stat where he graded out in the '90s at. By uh, Pro Football Focus, I believe, at three different positions: mm-hmm. safety, nickel corner, and linebacker. That's that's not just a jack of all trades. That's a guy that performed elite at three different positions. That's so rare. with With his size and build, he also put in one of the most impressive combines maybe in history. I think only one linebacker's ever ran faster than them, and that was the dude without a hand. Uh, from UCF, I forget his name at the moment. Shaquem Griffin. Yeah, Shaquem Griffin last year, and he's an undersized linebacker. This guy, 
everything matches up size speed athletic ability production in college instincts playmaking and on top of that i mean he fits any scheme you want no matter what scheme you run this guy can find a role even if you want to play him as safety even though he'd be an oversized safety he's fast big strong add strength that's maybe his biggest question right because he he wasn't necessarily in the box uh linebacker but this guy i just think he could he's an elite prospect generational yeah so convince us otherwise uh see yeah well i mean the argument i mean so the other guy that uh you know that's been brought up a lot in mock drafts and things of that nature is jeffrey okuda and let me pull up his stats here. Uh, he, you know, he ran a uh, four four eight forty, I believe. I'm pulling it up right now. I believe that's what he ran. It was. Um, which was 12th overall. You know, uh, we, we were comparing other ones as well. Stephon Gilmore ran a four four one. I think Jalen Ramsey ran a four four one. So it's I don't. It's not like a concerning 40 by any means. Is uh, tied for 12th overall. Uh, but. If you look at his tape, you know, I, I also, I told uh, Rudd Dog this too, is that I don't think he ran the best 40. He kind of was like weaving a little bit when he was running, and he got a bad uh, start. So I think he's faster than that 40 suggests, and I think we'll see it at his pro day whenever they have that. Um, and, he, and he got hurt during the combine drills, but then he came back. So, he, you know, he wanted to prove himself out there, which is admirable. But anyways, uh and uh, it goes back to my first question, cornerback versus linebacker, which is more valuable? If you're an NFL GM, the cornerback is a lot more valuable than the linebacker, especially in terms of salary and how those guys are being paid in the NFL. And if you could take away pretty much half the field, like a Richard Sherman does or things of that nature, it, it I mean, it's its really, really valuable, especially in today's pass-heavy NFL. And Jeffrey Okuda, by the way, a really good run stuffer on the outside. Is Don't it really underestimate that half well. a field for a cornerback? I feel like it's more like a, a quarter of a field. I mean, you're covering one guy and potentially a four-wide receiver set, and then if that guy takes you downfield, what are you doing? You're not doing much else. You're covering that guy. A linebacker is can cover the entire middle of the field if he has the skill set. I mean, look at what Erlacher did for the Bears. And there are some similarities because Erlacher was a safety converted to linebacker in college from into the pros. And he was just, he wasn't the most run stuffing guy. He wasn't the most intimidating, but he just flew around that field and made tackles. And I see a lot of similarities in that to Simmons. This guy has is so rangy, so big, so long. He could make tackles everywhere on the field versus one side of the field that might, you know, sure. You race a guy, but if, you know, you go to the other side of the field, he's making no impact. What do you think, uh, Bob yeah. and uh, UJ? Yeah. yeah, I think because I, I agree with about uh, the importance of the linebacker position. That's what I've been hoping the Lions would get for years now. I, I don't know if he's the guy or not, but uh, when you do have an impact linebacker, like, you know, Von Miller, Khalil Mack, you know, those guys can make a difference in the game completely, you know. They make the – Offenses have to change what they're doing. If he if he could be that kind of an impact player, then he'd be worth the pick. You know, I don't know. It just depends on how Patricia values the position and if he thinks because uh, they're they're more system people. You know, it seems like the Lions than having one guy out there 
dominating. Yeah, I would I agree. Know. I would agree with that. It seems like in a Patricia system, it, the linebackers make plays based more on scheme, and I know you can say that it depends on the player to a degree. Um, but they, the Lions, you know, and especially under Patricia and the Patriots type defense, is that they really, really rely on single man coverage, and to get a cornerback like Jeffrey Okuda is pretty rare. I mean, Jeffrey Okuda is like the highest rated PFF cornerback that they've ever graded. I mean, this guy put up elite stats in college. The forty, if, yeah. if any, if there's any concern with his four four eight, and I, was, you know, I he was able to cover KJ Hamler no problem. That guy can run under a four three forty. I don't think there's any problem with his speed at all. Um, every scout you listen to say he has, he has some of the best hips and and turn and coverage that they've ever seen from any quarterback in a long time. That includes Denzel Ward, who went fourth overall a, a couple of years ago. I think Okuda's closer to being a sure thing, That's which I don't want him to miss on this pick. That's why I think Okuda might be good. Well, yeah. that's a good point, Bob. Uh, yeah, he, he does seem to be, at least by most opinions, the more sure thing. But uh, the upside, as far as upside, though, Simmons may have a little more of that. Yeah. And, and I know this, yeah. is, this is to a lesser degree, but the last player I kind of saw, like um, – the last player that I kind of saw, um, like Simmons, and again, I'm saying to a lesser degree, was Jabril Peppers. And that is a guy that could not find a position in the oh, NFL and no. is petered out completely. What a terrible comparison. <laughs> I'm, I'm saying to a lesser degree. This, a whole, the lesser degree is an understatement. Oh, That's is, different he, worlds He of put up talent. elite numbers in the combine, uh, played all over the defense. He's you also put him on offense. He's a shorter guy. He's built more like a running back. Not even comparable. It is comparable in terms of him playing a bunch of different nah. positions all over the field. Yeah. Yeah, but and he, not, I guarantee right. And not finding right a place that. in the NFL. Is that, then that would be the <laughs> concern with Simmons is that he goes to a team that doesn't find oh. a, a, a spot for him to be fully utilized. Except Simmons fits prototypical linebacker size. Peppers would be an undersized linebacker. Like when they talk about tweeners, they usually talk about guys who are like these safeties who are like 6'1", like 228, who aren't quite linebackers in size and dimension but aren't quite safeties because they're a little too big to run fast enough and cover the field. Simmons is six three and a half, two 238 pounds. He's two pounds less than Jared Davis, but also two and a half inches taller. This guy fits linebacker. I'm trying to find any prototype. sort of comparison here. I'm, I'm just saying. Know, I said to a lesser degree. I'm not saying there's no comparison, <laughs> but <laughs> lesser degree. Out of the head, <laughs> yeah, find another <laughs> one. Peppers the first time. Well, I, you know, I'm just saying it. Can, it's a concern for uh, you know, if I had to put Simmons on any team right now, where I think he'd be the perfect fit. It would be the Detroit like, Lions. It would be the Pittsburgh Steelers, to be honest with you, because oh, they God. always find a way to use those linebackers on the outside to the best of their ability. I think he, the only yeah, team I, here, I would be a little more concerned oh. with him on the Lions in terms of because we we haven't seen it yet. The only team he doesn't fit on is a team that literally is incapable of anything but inflexible thought. Like, yeah, I, that's the one thing Wait, I will say. Well, I will say that. Uh, Akuda, he fits a prototype of a sol- uh, you know, an elite outside cornerback, and can fit into any scheme that uses a lot of heavy man. There's no denial, but I mean, sure, Simmons doesn't necessarily fit in a, uh, a three-four, but I don't care. This guy, if you have any sort of imagination, even a little bit, you should be able to find out how to use him well, in highly effectively. 
Connor just joined the podcast. What and, up, Connor? And Hello. I know he has some opinions hey, about Matt Patricia as a defensive coordinator up to this point. Um, so Connor, I want to get your I want to get your two cents uh, regarding the Simmons versus Akuda. Oh man, um, you I just mean, jumped in the deep end, son. Yes, he did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've, I've honestly been going back and forth on this one a lot. I, I would be inclined to think I would want um, Simmons over Akuda. But I, I, people are people who always talk about Akuda, like if we trade Darius Slay, but like to me, you would want them both. Like that's the only way that would really make sense to me. I like that. Um, but because like, why would you just replace Slay with just a unproven rookie? Like together, I think they would work really well. Well, that I think we're gonna said, get an, though, we're gonna get an answer to that to some degree before the draft because free agency no. comes up first. Agreed, but we don't know the answer to that as of this podcast. Um, to me, though, I just think Simmons' versatility and, like, the ability to play around the field, kind of like, um, I think Red Dog, you just, I, don't, I forgot who was saying it, but, um, like, that, to me, is more what Patricia needs than a lockdown corner, in my opinion. Yeah. So that's my two cents. Well, um, ultimately, not... we need a pass rush, and we, we're going to get Chase Young, so this, you know, this all might be moot. You know, oh, yeah. you know who had well, seven yeah, sacks last ideal. year? <laughs> Je- Isaiah Simmons, uh, you had zero sacks. No, Jeffrey Okuda. Well, that's a terrible. That's I terrible. hear there's a real chance the Redskins take Tua, and that's like insane. Oh, that would be but amazing. I, I, I still I, think they're going to trade it. That's that's what I think is only going to happen. I don't think nobody's going to wait till the third pick yeah. to get to go up and get Tua because by all accounts, his health yeah. is you know going to be really good. March night's a big day in terms of signing off on his health and being cleared to practice and things of that nature. So watch out for that one, blue Kool Aid drinkers. But uh. I, I just yeah. I don't see a team waiting to three for a guy that a lot of uh, you know guys like Tom McShay and things of that nature think Tua might be the better prospect than Joe Burrow and I don't think they're going to yeah. wait till three for that. But that I also might be the Redskins just hanging on. We're arguing about Simmons and Okuda, but I think uh, Chase Young is going to be there for it. I do really too. Do. I do I too. You're right. But let me. And that's a yeah. no-brainer. Before yeah, we for sure. Before we get into the rest of the con- agree on that. you know that's one position where I think. You know, prototypes, I, I kind of argued against the prototype with Akuda because he's a prototype corner, and Isaiah Simmons sort of breaks the mold because he's such a unique player. But when you get to positional value, a player like Chase Young is not such an elite D-end, that's one place where you don't pass on because that's arguably the highest value position on a defense is a D-end that can just take over a game. And I'm totally on If we get Chase Young available, you take him no matter what. Yeah. Um, so, you know, another th- – and before we get on to the rest of the combine and kind of the highlights of it, um, just what what do you think about almost every mock draft I read, I would say over 50% for sure, have the Lions trading back from the number three. I know, I've a seen A very popular one is to the Dolphins at number five. Yeah. And then still having the ability to get an Akuda or a Simmons at that point. If we take a Akuda at that, that point, I'd be psyched. I would do it. Yeah, yeah, a good return, do absolutely. I would do but that. would you do it if Chase Young's there? No. no, no, no. Of course not. Agreed. I would be so upset if we did that. Yeah, that would be that would that yeah. be terrible. You don't get a Chase um, Young very unless often. they came up with some like ridiculous deal. And actually, yeah. that yeah. was that was one thing at the combine that I was psyched to hear is that Chase Young he didn't participate in the combine, which was disappointing. I really want to know his measurables, but 
he supposedly knocked the interviews out of the park. And if he's a high character kind of guy, because I think that's really important. You don't want a Javadian clowny who's, you know, super talented but has some issues mentally or, you know, character-wise. This guy sounds like he's rock solid and that, oh, that's exciting if you can get him. Yeah. And, I mean, he was suspended in college for two games. What was it for? It was like. He had a fi- he took a five thousand dollar loan and paid it back, but he still had to serve a two game suspension. So stupid yeah. NCAA yeah. and that's their more the tyranny NCAA than a bad character issue, I'd say. They're tyrants, the NCAA. <laughs> <laughs> um, but let's yeah. get. I want to get into some of the highlights of the um, you know, of the combine. And if it was a different year and we're like you know tenth pick or something like that, I'd be all about this offensive tackle first round class. It is a deep. First round for offensive tackle. Tristan Wirfs, baby. Yes, <laughs> yeah, I'm glad he you mentioned really him. Good. Um, he's he's 320 pounds, and he ran a uh, four eight, eight five. five 40, 36 and a half inch vertical. These are vertical yeah. in the last ten years. These are notable vertical jumps that were lower than Tristan Wirfs. DeAndre Hopkins, 36. Jerry Judy this year, 35. C.D. Lamb, 34 and a half. AJ Green, thirty-four and a half, and Amari Cooper, thirty-three inches. Those are all the guys he beat. <laughs> Ridiculous. That's that freakish, is, man. That and he's not it. small. He's not like an undersized tackle. He's freaking six five three twenty. That's freakish. Yeah, it was funny when during the combine that the announcers were just just going nuts over this guy. <laughs> they couldn't stop talking about him. The camera followed him everywhere. It was, just, it was his show, man. He stole the whole show. If he can, yeah. if he can convert that to power on the field, I mean, this dude could be a freaking yeah. monster. And, and that's the one thing I heard from some, uh, you know, scouts that have watched him is that he sometimes doesn't have that mean streak on the tape that you like to see. Mm. So, yeah. Again, this is not a guy that's going to come to the Lions, but just something notable. Now, this this is another another offense tackle that had a, a, just a monster uh, workout. His name is Mecky. Beckton out of Louisville. He's six foot seven, three hundred sixty four, the largest prospect yeah. at the combine. We're at a five one one forty. Jeez. Fastest forty ever for a guy over three hundred sixty pounds at the combine. That's <laughs> so big and so That's fast. Crazy. And if you see this guy in tape, he is he is very legit. Uh he has really good feet and everything like that. Uh that that guy worked himself in, into a top ten pick, I think, for certain. See, it's interesting uh, yeah. how these uh, O tackles are climbing the board from the combine, Big Z, because you won't you won't knock down Okuda for his s- not subpar but non elite forty time. But you got raise these guys; these guys seem to climb the board much more for their elite, f- you know, combines as O tackles. Yeah, and there's other names out there: the Alabama guy, um, you know, uh, Andrew Thomas out of Georgia too. Um, and w- we might get into some more later as we get closer to the draft, uh, some of the, those later round draft picks. And Thomas was definitely one of the highest rated before the combine. Now these other guys are starting to get a little more mention after f- showing up big at the combine. Yeah. Um, another guy that we talked about on this podcast prior did not have a great workout. Um, yep. D-, D Lyman, Derek Brown out of Auburn. Disappointing. Uh, five one six forty. The twenty eight uh, reps on the bench, not bad. Twenty seven inch vertical, and that does not look good. Uh, one oh eight broad jump. Uh, eight point two two on the three cone drill and a four eight shuttle run. Um, definitely yeah. wasn't tops in any of the categories, and it didn't kill you know, his stock. But he's definitely not top ten any longer <laughs> after that. That's yeah, where I, that's where you know, it becomes iffy. 
some people were comparing him to Sue, which I thought was ridiculous because he he has not done that on the field or in his workouts now. I mean, that's just hyperbole. Yeah. You know? Well, they were projecting yeah, him to run like a four sub four nine. I think I saw. Yeah, and if he had done that, this would be a different story. But a five one. That's nothing special and when a 27 it comes to inch top 10. A 27-inch vertical is not too yeah, explosive no. to be. Honest. No, if he was showing is elite stats, like, uh, no, measurables, that would be a different story. But, it, it, you know, it's amazing. He's not, like, hurt or anything, right? He's, like, no. totally no. healthy. Okay. No, yeah. He's I was com- just trying to make an He's completely for healthy. Uh, you know, six foot five, three twenty six. 326. I mean, this guy still has the best tape of any D lineman in the draft besides Chase Young. Uh, by all, by all accounts, that kid they, from South Carolina is or or uh, I mean he's close, he's close. Derek Derek Brown definitely, uh, you know, by all accounts, uh, is liked a lot more. On but tape. neither of them did, or that kid didn't do the four, or the didn't do the combine, so it didn't matter. Yeah, I thought that maybe it's a good move by him after seeing what uh, Derek Brown did. Maybe <laughs> leaving it up to film. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Javon Javon Kinlaw is Kinlaw. That's the one I was talking about. Yeah. Is, is pretty sweet prospect though, in my opinion. It's freaking huge. Yeah, six foot five, three twenty four. Yeah, but like you said, did not participate. But uh, you know, he's had an interesting story, Javon Kinlaw. You know, he's homeless for a long time growing up. Uh, so I mean, that that's a guy that's motivated Ooh. to perform at the top level. That his, his his, his fa- the rest of his family is still homeless. So, jeez, that's a guy that's motivated to get a paycheck. The kid from Iowa didn't help himself either at the combine. Uh, Ep- Epinesa. Yeah, I mean, he wasn't expected to be like a fast DN by any means. He's known as a power rusher. Actually, Still. if the Lions were drafting around fifteen, he'd be the perfect Matt Patricia. Maybe DN, in, in that opinion. range, six five two seventy five, but he ran a five zero four, a sub five forty. That's not or a plus five forty. That's terrible for a DN. I mean, it's not impressive at all for a first-round prospect. And he only, I mean, 32-inch vertical, 32 and a half. I'm just saying, that dude did not help himself with that. But, I mean, granted. He's going to go in the first round. He'll be a like a 3-4 a yeah. DN type, I think, more than anything. That's what I'm saying. You know, Matt Patricia, he loves his DNs that just bull rush all the time. Well, that's, so. Yeah, that's <laughs> the last thing we need. We need a guy who can get to the quarterback <laughs> So uh, I want to throw it out to you know UJ Bob and uh, Connor and even and you Road Dog uh, some people that, uh, you know you wanted to talk about that we haven't talked about yet in terms of their combine. Hey, can, I, can I jump in first? Yeah, um, go for it. Because it, it's a guy I'm, I mentioned in our mock draft for our, my third round pick was uh, oh, Donovan, I know. Peoples, Donovan Peoples Jones. Yeah. Um, the next gen stats has him rated elite, like him and Rugs and Mims. His uh, vertical was 44 and a half inches. Woo! And, uh, oh, yeah. So his athleticism score is off the charts. He's still team, coming so. down. He's, yeah, right. <laughs> so I, I think he helped himself on this. Uh, I'll say. Yeah, no, he had, he had a very good combine. Very good combine. Uh, this is a, I mean, the combine for the wide receivers was excellent. They lived up to the hype in terms of the depth that the wide receiver class has. Uh, but yeah, Donovan Peoples Jones definitely helped himself to possibly even get in that second round, like a late second round. Uh, do, so, you, do you, I mean, Bob, do you think he'll be there in the third round? Yeah, I, mean, I still would like to take him if he is, but he, I think he might have pushed himself into the second round with this uh, combine. He, yeah. he said he would love to play for the Lions, so. Oh, I bet yeah. he would. You know, he's from Mich- <laughs> he's from Michigan, right? Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, but how many guys come out and say that? <laughs> <laughs> Not many. Um, Have we uh, talked about that Wisconsin running back? I don't know if nope. he's been mentioned at all. He had a great uh, combine. Taylor? We can definitely yeah. talk about him. He had a really solid him. combine, too. Oh, yeah. I would take um, that guy in a heartbeat, but even before the talking, combine. Uh, Four, three, nine, forty. Bob before about, you know, it might be time to look at another running back option. Um, mm-hmm. I think for the Lions. Yes. I don't know how you guys are feeling about that. I feel but with you. This I'm guy had a that. really solid combine. Uh, Four, thirty-nine, forty. Uh, 36 bench press? Yeah. 36 vertical, yeah. Ridiculous. Really yeah. really good. Really I good. agree with you, Connor, and I was actually disappointed that J.K. Dobbins didn't do anything but the bench press in the forward, in the combine. Uh, I, yeah. I really wanted to see what his speed was like because he was my second-round pick. And I will say, pass, if we trade back enough, if we do end up trading back from the third pick, uh, I really think uh, – Jonathan uh, Taylor and uh, Henry Ruggs, who I think had an exceptional combine, ran a four-two-seven forty, oh, yeah. really come into play. Because I know UJ's talked about getting that Tyreek Hill type, and Henry Ruggs well, is definitely. the closest thing to that right now. Four-two-seven, that speed definitely. is freakish. Yeah, and oh man, can you imagine Stafford just being able to heave it? Look at what. Uh, our little guy did. Who was our uh, Marvin Hall? Marvin Hall did for us last year. It, a Don't guy. forget about our Marvin Hall forty-yard catch <laughs> of the week award. I know. Imagine a guy That's who can right. run way faster <laughs> yeah. and actually has some more receiving skills. Oh man, if you can get a guy like that, that award got disbanded <laughs> after Matt Stafford got hurt. Unfortunately, yeah. I think he had one more, one or two more with the other man, guys. Yeah, but, he did but, the, but the award went away. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm just Rugs saying, could be the, the new Titus Young. You know, oh. right. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, 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 we don't want them robbing old men in their homes. Come on. <laughs> I still think about that New Orleans game, Titus Young. Uh, if only yeah. he didn't have delusions of grandeur and thought he was better than Calvin Johnson. Are we was... considering Henry Ruggs at third overall? Though? No, no, no. I'm saying if we <laughs> trade back uh, past yeah. five, though, <laughs> he becomes a real consideration, yeah. a, a real weapon. Yeah. I mean, him or... Jonathan Taylor, because, like, I agree with Connor. We need – I like, actually, going into the next year, the combination of Ty Johnson, uh, Bo Scarborough, and Carrion Johnson, but there's just a huge question mark in that group of how reliable they can be and how productive they can be. I think there's a lot of nice potential there, but you can't – It's it just feels shaky. You know, you don't. So where do you guys think Taylor goes in the draft? Ooh, not far after five. I think t- I well, can yeah, see him top ten. Six or seven. You guys well, are you, you guys are way too high. I don't He's think gonna go like high. middle to low I, first I round. If anything, second either. round. I think end of the first round, top of the second round. Oh, yeah, right. it depends uh, on who. Wade falls around two. Depends on no who. No way he falls around ten. No I can, way. I can see that. That's outrageous. It, he's the top running Maybe back. Oh. Honestly, I will say this. This is partly on ignorance because I don't know needs of all these teams past us, but. Any team who needs a running back is going to be seriously tempted with a guy who a lot produced of my, like he did and had that kind of 40 a lot time. Of, a lot of my grass don't even have him being the first running back off the board. Who else they what, have? Cam Akers or something? No, De- yeah. DeAndre Swift is the first running back that's been yeah. uh, constantly mocked as the first running back off the board. He ran a four four eight forty, so that's not bad either by any that's means. It's not bad, but it's also not elite. If we were looking for a running back in the second round, it's more likely, you know, maybe Jonathan John Taylor – uh, but, yeah, prob- he probably doesn't quite fall to us, uh, but 
Cam Akers and A.J. Dillon is who I would look for as two running backs if you want to grab one in the second round. I like J.K. Dobbins still. The Cam Akers, uh, four four seven. A.J. Dillon, four five three. A.J. Dillon, really good running back out of Boston College. As you know, some of these running backs maybe they're a little slower, but you know, just as important as their vision. God knows, like the way oh. we saw with Dwayne Washington, what yeah, happens absolutely. if you have bad vision on the field? It doesn't. You know, you can, you can run it fast and be as big as hell. Doesn't matter. If, if we yeah, score good true. on the first pick, you know, with Akuda or Simmons or, or whatever, better, better yeah, Chase Young. I would love to see us get an elite running back at the second pick. I, I got no problem with that at all. I, I yeah. would really hope it can. Yeah, I think one of the worries people have about Taylor is that he was used so much in college that he's got too much miles on him. But, yeah. Uh, but but I, I would take him the second pick easily. Classic uh, Wisconsin great. running back relied on heavily. I mean, who was well, the last big one to be successful? Dude from Chargers. Uh, was it a uh, running back, Melvin uh, Gordon? Melvin Gordon. I mean, yeah, Monte Ball had an up and down career. Yeah, Monte Ball did. Hey, we could reunite Taylor and Bunch Bagel. Oh, yeah, man. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Think about it. And speaking about Wisconsin, there's another guy I want to talk about. He had a decent combine. Uh, yes. Nothing, nothing, you know, uh, on, on the top ten like Simmons by any means, but definitely <laughs> nothing that would make you concerned. And combine it with his tape from college. You just like him because he has the same before. name as you. Yeah, maybe he spells it with a K though. So, and I'm true. Uh, that's Zach Bond, the linebacker out of Wisconsin. If you don't know this guy, please go look up his highlight tape. He is a beast. A lot of scouts love him. I don't think he's going to get – he might not even get past the first round, but if he does, he'll be right there at the top of the second round. And I yeah. really, really, really think if if you get Okuda and uh, Bond, you know, if that's the way yeah. it falls, that's a great That'd first awesome. and second pick. I wouldn't be mad about that. If you got though. Simmons and Bond, you'd – you know, get rid of the whole linebacking core of the Lions. That'd be great, too. Seriously. Uh, <laughs> I just want to note that uh, Simmons is an inch and a half taller, same weight, and ran a yeah. .2 seconds faster. <laughs> yeah, ridiculous. Four six five forty twenty four 24 on the bench, 32 and a half vertical, 115 broad jump, which, uh, you know, just a, uh, just a shy under 10 feet. It's all very respectful. Seven seconds of three. Yeah, so. And, and the guy's got really good instincts, and that's what I like about him. I mean, and th with those numbers – they're not elite, but they're all passable to be a very elite linebacker. Yeah. Like, if he has the instincts and knows how to put it all together, he could still be an outstanding player. Yeah, I love that. I, I love that guy. I think he's I think he's awesome. Um, yeah. I'm all about I, it. I'm with you. I happen to see a lot of Wisconsin games this year for some reason. I don't even know why. But uh, Bond really stood out to me. And, and same thing with Taylor. Those guys were just studs this whole year. So, <laughs> I mean, I have no problem hearing one of those guys. Oh, yeah. I like NFL.com compares him to Clay Matthews. Uh, you know, that wouldn't be the worst thing to get our own Clay Matthews tape. <laughs> I wouldn't yeah. be too upset about that. Um, and I know we were just on wide receivers, but I, I, we're going to hop back there because I, I forgot about a guy I want to talk about. And that was a guy that it shocked me. I thought he was going to run a 4-6. Uh, I mean, he's a, he's oh, a beast. Oh, I know who you're going for. And I know My uh, guy. Rud, Rud Dog and you, Jay, will be happy about this one. Is uh, Chase Claypool ran a 4-4-2-40. Four, four, yep. He's 6-4-2-38. Stuck. You know what's crazy? That he ran the same exact speed as uh, oh God, Calvin, right? No, uh, no, no, no. Not Calvin. Calvin ran a 4-3-5. No, uh, the dude last year who came out from Notre Dame. Uh, oh, uh. 
Gosh darn it. On the Ravens. Yeah, uh, tall Boy, dude. Miles Boykin. Yeah, he ran the same 40 as Miles Boykin. These tall co- receivers from Notre Dame showing up at the combine. 4-4-2-40, 40-and-a-half-inch vertical, and a 10-foot-6 broad jump. That's wow. not bad. I, did not, I, didn't, I, I knew he was good in college, but I didn't expect that speed. That's what I was, Because I didn't see him like blowing away people with the speed in college by any means. I mean, he's a big receiver, probably a little bit of a strider. But the dude always reminded me of, uh, uh, Jesus, Anquan Bolden. He's that really gritty receiver. He's big-bodied and just fights for for receptions. I think this guy could be a stud. I would not mind getting him past the second round. Yeah, and then on the, the NFL next-gen stats, they had uh, wide receiver athleticism scores. It was Ruggs, Mims, and Jones at 99. And then um, – Claypool was 97, so he's right up there with nice. the elite wow. athleticism. Ooh, Ridiculous. that actually reminded me of something. Going back a little bit to Isaiah Simmons, someone you, you know those RAS scores, uh, relative athletic scores? Someone took Isaiah Simmons and plugged him into every position group in the NFL, and at cornerback he scored a perfect 10. At, <laughs> at uh, like... <laughs> The only positions he scored poorly at were like D line and O line, where size matters more, and you need to be, you know, because it's height, weight, and then all the metrics measured at the combine taken together to produce the score. He was a nine point nine nine at linebacker, where at two hundred thirty eight pounds, that's not quite elite, but like this dude, I just could not believe the way he measured out in all these categories. Sorry, had to throw that out there. Yeah, yeah. and looks good. Man. Just so we're talking about wide receivers, there's a couple other standouts. Uh, Devin DuVernay, uh, four three nine. A lot of these wide receivers, I, I would love to see how. You know, there's so many wide receivers that are like elite in this draft that it might help us. You know, someone fall to second round for us because yes. we don't need a wide receiver. But uh, we need a type. Justin of wide Jefferson, receiver, though. four four three. Jerry Judy, four four five. Uh, you know, a lot of lot of speed, a lot of top talent. Uh, I don't think C.D. Lamb ran it, so uh, there there's a lot there in the wide receiver class. We sure. could only the only type of receiver we really could use is a, a a burner, like like a guy like Henry Ruggs could really just change this offense to be that vertical threat. I mean. With Stafford's arm, we have two outside dudes who are elite jump ball guys and who can make deep ball plays, and we have uh, Danny Amendola as a, a great slot receiver. Actually, do we still have to retain him? But uh, besides the point, we got Danny Amendola back. We got one, him back. Oh, sweet! Yeah, I forgot about yeah. But the only right thing on. we don't really have is a burner, a guy who can just take the top off a of defense and. Oh my gosh! Can you imagine what Henry Ruggs with Stafford and those receivers would do? I, we could easily look like the Chiefs, if not better. Yeah, but if you're looking at the future too, uh, uh, we got to look beyond next year. Uh, we're going to be probably losing Jones. And, no, for uh, sure. We're going to need we're going to need some people to take take over. So it'd be great if we could develop a guy. Yeah, you if know, you that's what I'm saying. Like, if we get past the fifth pick, with Travis Fulgham. <laughs> no. <laughs> I liked Fulgham, yeah. but I don't still well, don't see him filling that spot. But uh, <laughs> who's the Notre Dame receiver that we had for years? Mike, uh, T.J. Jones. T.J. Jones is he still available? 
I'm sure he is. <laughs> yeah. Where's he at? I, I was bummed he never. I don't, I, he, he still might be in our practice squad for all I know. I was bummed he never panned out. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Golden, yeah, Golden Tate, right? Oh well, that, I I knew you were talking about T.J. Jones, but yeah, yeah, yeah obviously yeah. Golden Tate was a stud. Yeah, no, T.J. T.J. Jones was the name. Yeah, I was looking for. Um, is there any other names that we wanted to uh, kind of bring up? Uh, just you know, just fun names to throw out there in terms of the fastest forty from D line perspective. James Smith Williams out of NC State, four six. Studly. Uh, Jabari Zuninga out of Florida. He could be a possible first rounder. Uh, four six four. Elton Robinson, four six nine. Those are all the guys under four seven. So yeah, I, I just gotta throw something out there. Throw it. Have I'll catch it. Two, we might catch it. Have you watched Tua throw? Yeah. Recently what, or in college? Doesn't doesn't he kind of throw like Philip Rivers? With that weird a short throw, release, that weird like kind of side release motion. Yeah, thing. weird kind of short arm like release. Doesn't That's he, what yeah, NFL yeah, like scouts love, by the way, is that short release. That's, that's a, a good thing. I, that's a, dif- a good quarterback. That's the difference I mean, between know, I, getting your, the ball knocked out of your hand by a D lineman or not sometimes. It's so weird the way you threw. There is yeah, weird, but it's highly effective. I will point out one thing about this year. Throw it out there. Because last year when we grabbed uh, uh, Tavai, there was this big deal that we grabbed Tavai because he was literally the only like 250-pound linebacker in the entire or like not even 250, but like 240 plus linebacker in the entire draft. There is a gluttony of 240 plus linebackers in this draft. Uh, so, I mean, if we want to grab one past the, the first round, second round, even third round, I think, you know, to address, hopefully relegate Christian Jones to a purely backup role. I think there, there's a nice chance for us to grab uh, someone in this draft to replace him. Oh, and in terms of linebacker, Bob, uh, you mentioned this guy last time we, uh, you know, the podcast out there is Patrick Queen. He ran a four five forty. Very good. Oh yeah, so, I like him as a if we got yeah. an extra first rounder. Mind getting yeah, in. four five is the and same a, speed. He's a fascinating story. He wasn't even a starter at the Von beginning Miller of the year. Ran. <laughs> he wasn't even a, this. This was he wasn't even a starter at the beginning of the year. He, he finished the. He, he came in like twenty percent of the season. After a guy got hurt uh, and started, and he never left the field. Just an interesting story. It makes me wonder why he didn't get on the field before that. I but, really uh, don't see him going to Luma. us. I don't see the Lions grabbing a guy like him because he's only six foot two twenty nine, and the Lions have made known that they have a penchant for those bigger linebackers, and he's yeah he's probably destined for the weak side of a, a, a you know a full on four three defense. He's no Christian Jones. No, he is not yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I know we talk about the you know Patricia's defense and Patricia's guys, but we we did hire a new D coordinator this year, and it'll. True. I think the more I read about this guy, it's going to be real interesting to see what kind of footprint or what kind of mark he puts on this defense. He sounds like an interesting guy who's very versatile, and he. Uh, I don't know. I think he he could have a. Well, you know, for, st- for starters, he has play. NFL experience, which is nice for a defense coordinator. Yeah, right. Yeah. I just yeah, want to know: true. will will the promise of versatility finally be fulfilled? Because I feel like for years and years we've been promised a defense that will build itself around the players we have, from starting with Terrell Austin through Patricia to now. We've been promised this idea of oh, we're going to take our talent and, and put them in the best position to succeed. And then we proceeded to watch Terrell Austin 
getting married to this vanilla 4-3 defense, and as he lost his horses, found no imagination to fix it. Then we watched this year where Patricia got married to this, I don't know how to describe it, other than asinine idea of rushing nothing but three linemen and just dropping everyone else into coverage. I kind of wish he didn't. I kind of wish uh, he just rushed one guy or none. That would have been been interesting. Now we would have been talking. It might have been just as good as the rush that they had for the whole season. Seriously. That would have been interesting. I was thinking about that the other day. Like, just what if, like, they just dropped 11, like, just threw everybody for a loop. You know, that would have been better. That would have been more interesting because it would have been creative. I saw the most vanilla version of, like, a terrible defense I've ever seen this year, and that's including like 2016. At least we ran something that made sense back then. We just didn't have good players. Like we're an ideas podcast here sometimes, right? Like, yeah. Like UJ threw out, like UJ. I remember threw out that idea about the you know, the two you know, starters got to rest two games in a season. Thing. Yeah. So can float it on the. We're revolutionary. Any, like, has, some might has say. Any, has anybody? Uh, you know, I'm going to make an NBA pack, uh, reference here. I don't know if any of you are going to get, but the Houston Rockets recently just got rid of their center, and they they just pretty much play with five guards on the court, which is kind of unprecedented in the NBA. What I, this is not, you know, quite like that, but it's in terms of taking off a big guy. Has anybody in the NFL ever tried just playing like 11 DBs on the field at one time, like no defensive lineman <laughs> whatsoever? I doubt. I doubt. I don't think so. <laughs> Why not? Like in, in a two minute drill. Those guys can run around, well, right? Big Z. Know. Can you imagine the run game for the other team going against 11 defense? No, I'm talking about like it's one minute left. They got 90 yards to go. They're not going to run the ball. Why not? You were right about one thing in that comment, if Big I Z. If I had 11 defense on the field, I would run the ball. Even, in, even if you have one minute to get down the entirety of the field? And no I would, time I would run the ball if I had 11 D-backs to get going again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they could would, do, what if, oh the, what if the DBs just kind of trap their legs? I don't know. You were right about one thing, Big Z. I didn't understand that reference. <laughs> I, I don't follow the NBA. Uh, well, that's one thing that was interesting. I, okay, this is non-Lions related a little bit. But, uh, well, it actually got kind of cut down by w- what I saw in this dra- uh, combine. But people were talking about the the Ravens drafting uh, uh, Jalen Hurts to pair him with uh, – What's his face? Their quarterback, Lamar Jackson. Jackson. Yeah, and and just to have this idea of like two quarterbacks who are basically running backs at the same time to really revolutionize it. But Jalen Hurts ran a four five nine. That was not overly. He is nowhere near uh, Lamar Jackson type. I was kind of surprised actually to see that, but I don't know. What's What's your point? Yeah. My point. Hey, can I throw one more combine thing in that I liked? Yes, please. Um, yes, please. Is when uh, there's a tight end guy who is running, Mitchell Wilcox is running uh, the gauntlet drill, and he got hit right in the face with the ball. Yeah, yeah, awesome. yeah. <laughs> that was really funny. That was really funny. <laughs> Didn't that happen you to know, just... at one point, too? <laughs> hey, you know, one of my favorite features of the combine is when they run against like the ghosts of the other players you know and they come you compare this that is so cool I, so cool i love that and did you see see him doing the comparisons against brady tom brady oh yeah with yeah. uh with it was Worf? hilarious because brady looked like the biggest door runner he ran like a five three or something damn thing <laughs> and, and everyone was beating the blind and all. It, was, it was hilarious did rich eisen beat him 
Hey, man, I don't know. I didn't see that. Brady's like a tall golem. He's super gangly. It was, it was awesome. Yeah. But I, I like that feature, though. That's, so, that's the coolest feature, I think, they do with the combat. It is awesome. Like yeah. They were comparing Simmons to, like, OBJ and a few other, like, I, I think Julio Jones even, like, he beat all their 40s, like, by a whole stride and a half. It was crazy. Yeah. He's a freak, yeah, it man. Is. It's amazing. I want him. I've yeah. got, a, I got a good question for you guys. Ooh, lay down. Uh, all right. What are... What are you gonna do if the Lions draft a tight end in round one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> oh, that is a terrible yeah. thought, and I hate you for bringing it up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, come not on. A, not on the question with this club. But no. no. I'll probably uh, be obscenely mad and irrationally mad for a short time before <laughs> irrationally coming around to it. We'll talk ourselves into it. Exactly. Yeah, get excited about it. This is the troll segment. Well, How dare you? If anybody's Wait, interested, the there is a tight end that ran a four four nine forty in the draft. His name is Albert Okwunobanam from Missouri. You forgot to I'm add future Detroit, Detroit Lion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. So, uh, by the way. What's your favorite uh, troll name for the Lions? What? Yeah, explain yourself, you know, like, DJ. I mean, same old Lions is like their classic troll name, right? Well, there's one that I just, I'm really fond of that I think is just hilarious. So they come the Loinks, L-O-I-N-K-S, Loinks. I don't know why I find that funny, though. I I don't get it, to be quite honest. I don't know why you what? find it funny. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just throwing it out there. There's no reason. <laughs> All right. So I think that's going to wrap it up, uh, this podcast. We wanted to highlight some things from the combine um, that really stood out or did not stand out, like Derek Brown uh, but, or like Isaiah Simmons, who did stand out. Jeff Okuda. Before uh, we leave, I just want to go around and just get your prediction again uh, for who do you think the Lions are going to take in the first round. So I want your prediction. Is it going to be third? So I want you to say if it's going to be third overall, they trade back, it's going to be fifth overall, and then who it's going to be. So we'll start with you, UJ. What do you think the Lions are going to do in the uh, first round? I think that Tua is getting too much hype here to our benefit, and someone's going to want him. They're either, either the Redskins will take him or someone's going to reach up and take the Redskins pick, and Chase Young's going to fall in their laps, and that's what, I'm, that's what I think is going to happen. We're going to get Chase Young. All right. How about you, Bob? Uh, yeah, I kind of ex- agree exactly with UJ, which, which pains me. But, uh, <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> I think uh, the two, uh, two of his medicals are checking out. And, you know, he was the, the guy last year, so he should be the guy this year if he's healthy. So I think he'll be in the top two, and we will benefit. Mm-hmm. Yes. All right, how about you, Connor? I think there will be no trading in the top three, but we will still get Chase Young, and I think the Redskins are going to take two at number two. Ooh. Ooh. I like it. Hmm. How about you, Red Dog? Gosh darn it. <laughs> it's going to be so vanilla, but I, I think we're going to get Chase Young. I think uh, whether it's by someone trading up for Tua or the Redskins take him, I think he's going to be sitting there at three for us, and we can't pass on him. Yeah, I'm going to agree. I think we get Chase Young as well. I I just have a really good feeling. You know, in the last podcast, I went over the history of the uh, people trading up to number two for a quarterback. I think someone's going to trade up there. I think they're going to get a really the Redskins are going to get a really good offer. There's a new regime there, so either they're going to either take Tua 
or they're going to trade out, and someone's going to get to it. I think he doesn't follow three. That doesn't happen. Unanimous decision. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I, against most of the mock drafts out there, but. I I just I yeah I see it happening. For what it's worth, Tom McShay he thinks there's a ten to fifteen percent chance that um, Chase Young falls to the line. Hey, hey three. a slightly more interesting interesting question. Let's just assume uh, Chase Young is not there at three. What does everyone think is going to happen? Because I think I mean, all right, come on, let's let's play that out. Yeah, that's a good idea. Question. So uh, we'll, we'll we'll go around one more time. So UJ, assuming Chase Young is not available at three. What will the Lions do? Isaiah Simmons. They will. They will take him at number three. Yes. Okay. How about you, Bob? Uh, if if he's uh if two is still there, I think uh, somebody's going to trade up and give us a deal there. Uh, but we we wouldn't draft back uh, past five or six. I think. Um, so who 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 do you but, think uh, who do you think trades up and gets them, and then who do you think the Lions get? Well, it. it the obvious ones would be the Dolphins or the Chargers. Um, if it's the Dolphins, then I think we get uh, Okuda. And um, yep, what the compensation is, I don't know, but uh, which I'd be fine with if they did that. If they got yeah, a good, mm-hmm. good compensation with it. Uh, okay. So how about you, Connor? Yeah, I was gonna say if if two is available, uh, not to beat a dead horse here, but it it seems like the Dolphins are the obvious team. We trade back to five and get a Cuda. Um, I obviously there's got to be a first and a second involved there. What else? I'm not sure, but hopefully something really good. Well, don't forget that the Dolphins have two first rounders, and the Lions can oh, get yeah. those two first well, rounders we'll, for we'll the We'll take one. both of them. <laughs> so how about, you, how about you, Red Dog? You know, before I pose this question, I forgot that Tua would be there <laughs> in this scenario. Um, I would say we, uh, yeah, obviously, I think we're going to trade back. I think Tua is too enticing. Honestly, he would be the number one pick if Joe Burrow didn't have such an outstanding year. And uh, I think we trade back and... By some miracle, I think we take Simmons. So do we trade back to the Dolphins or Chargers? Oh, yeah, no. Prediction? No, I still think it would be – who are the Chargers quarterback right now? Uh, 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 Tyrell Pryor. Not that Tyrell Pryor. Uh, the guy that was on the Browns, he was on the Bills. Why? I've drawn a name blank right now. It doesn't matter. It's okay. not Philip Rivers. We trade back to the Chargers, and we take Isaiah Simmons. <laughs> Oh, Tyrod Taylor. Tyrod Taylor. Yeah, so we trade back to the Chargers and we take Isaiah Simmons. So um right. my that would prediction, be amazing. My prediction as well is that the the Lions trade back to the Chargers. Because the Chargers need some young guy to fire up that base as they move into LA. Um it, unless they, you know, get Tom Brady for thirty million a year at forty three years old. That's still not a good move thing. for them, yeah. if you ask me. That's such a bad deal. <laughs> yeah, that'd be a terrible deal. Um uh, you know, but uh I think we trade back, and we get, I think, Simmons. So that's going to wrap it up. Those are our way-too-early predictions. Um, You know, we haven't even had free agency or anything yet to truly consider what we're going to take. But that's going to wrap it up. We want to thank everybody for listening. Instagram at Drinking Blue Kool-Aid. Twitter at Drinking Lions. Um, We're available on any, you know, platform where you get your podcasts from. 
And we just really appreciate everybody listening. Except yep. that weird rapper platform. SoundCloud? Yeah. Yes, SoundCloud. The, yeah. the budding SoundCloud. rapper platform. <laughs> we are not a SoundCloud podcast. No. <laughs> hey, we could start rapping and no. uh, get on there. <laughs> if you nope. guys want to start a music podcast, I'm down. But. We are the Lions and we're here to stay. <laughs> That's a good place for us to start. So thank you everybody for I've listening. I've changed my mind. Yeah. Thank you everybody for listening. Really appreciate it. And last but not least, as always, Go, go Lions! Forward down the field, a charging team that will not yield. And when the blue and silver wave, Stand and cheer the brave, rock, rock, rock. Go hard, win the game. With honor, you will keep your fame. Down the field and gain a lion's victory. Go! Go. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.